Hello, my name is Jude Duncan and this is So Skin, a podcast all about visible differences, invisible illnesses and journeys to self-acceptance. This podcast features stories from people living with visible differences and invisible illnesses who create, document and share their journeys on social media. I've had psoriasis for almost seven years and I've been sharing my experiences of psoriasis online over the last four years, as well as my experience of psoriatic arthritis since last year. So let's start the podcast. Hi Shankar, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi Jude, thank you so much for having me. How are you? How are you keeping? I'm doing really well, thank you. Um, uh, I guess I'm keeping well, given the current times of of isolation, Uh, but how about yourself? Yeah, keeping well, keeping busy, uh, enjoying some rare sh- sunshine in Glasgow, which is nice. Uh, so yeah, it's all good here. Uh, Shankar, can you tell us what your condition is? Sure. Uh, so my condition is called vitiligo. And it's a skin condition that affects the pigment on the skin, uh, meaning that there's no melanin to essentially colour the skin uh, or that protects you from like the sun, for example. So I have vitiligo around my, my left eye. And on different parts of my body, from my chest to my back to my legs, pretty much split everywhere. Ah, and when uh, were you first diagnosed um, with the condition, or when did you first notice it? Yeah, sure. So I first noticed it when I was about I was 15 years old. Okay. Uh, I honestly thought I wasn't checking myself properly, um, because it, it, honestly, the, the first I saw like a little tiny white speck. And you, as like you know, most teenagers get taught that your body's going to go through changes. So I just thought it, you know, it was about that. But I always remember distinctively being in, you know, the shower, like really scrubbing, like thinking, "What the hell is this?" Like I think it's just like a mark of some sort that I need to like, you know, clean. Um, but over some time, uh, it slightly started to grow. Uh, and my grandma was around one one summer day. Uh, I just had my shorts on, had my t-shirt off, and she noticed it. And she said, you know, you need to go get that checked out, you know, as soon as possible. I, you know, I didn't understand why. I was just like, oh, like, how come? And she just goes, I've seen this before, but you, you need to go get it checked out. You know, mm-hmm. she give me more than that. Uh, so when I went to the doctors, uh, they looked at it and they noticed that I had a little white speck under my eye as well. Uh, and they didn't tell me what it was right away. Um, so they gave me some, like, uh, like uh, photocopic, like, um, like a special cream, if you like, to see if it will combat it. Mm-hmm. And I swear to you, I thought, oh, this is great. This is going to go now. Because every time you go to the doctors, you're like, especially at that age, right? You're like, oh, here you go. Here's medication. You'll feel better. Yeah. So I thought, great. I was like, oh, here you go. I'll apply this twice a day for the next two, three weeks, and it, it will disappear. Um, and unfortunately, uh, it only got worse. <laughs> and so when I went back, that's when they, they told me I had vitiligo. Um and honestly, again, because I was so young, when you tell someone they've got a bit of LIGO, yeah, I had no idea what it was. So I was just like, okay, you know, what does that mean? Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much a little a small anecdote in the story. So similar to the psoriasis journey of going and getting a cream and thinking, oh, this is going to clear up and then being told you have it and, and knowing that. So um. I, I don't know a lot about uh, vitiligo, so is there, um, you know, is there creams and stuff that you can take for it? Like, how do you manage it? Yeah, absolutely. So, so with vitiligo, uh, right now, I guess the best way to manage manage it is I use sun cream and um, always to protect it. Now, there's nothing I use now currently to help repigmentate it, if you like. 
and that's purely because uh, when I got told I had I got vitiligo, I also got told that there is no current cure for vitiligo. There's different methods to try and treat it, um, and, and there have been like a very rare case of you know successions, like successes. Uh, but unfortunately, um, you know, the, the, at the time for me, uh, there wasn't. And um, so honestly, the only thing I do now is sun cream, sun cream, sun cream, because because you know with the sun being the sun. And I guess how sort of UV rays work. If I don't put any sun cream on, it, it burns. Literally, I get like, like yeah, it goes bright red and it goes horrible. So I've always got to make sure I'm protected. Yeah, that sounds really sore. You don't want that. Um, what made you decide to start your Instagram account around your vitiligo journey? Oh, that's a good question. That. Um, so I started the vitiligo man uh, first year of uni. Now, when I say started it, all I did was type, like take the name the vitiligo man. And honestly, I swear to you, I thought one day, one day, if and when I'm ready, I want to use it. I want to use it for something. And I always remember I got texts of my friends saying, Shank, have you just started a new, a new Instagram account? And I was like, oh, God, you, how the hell have you seen that? Like, I had zero posts, zero followers, like everything, like, not, not completely dead. Uh, and they were like, what's it, what's it about? And I was like, oh, it's nothing. It's just, it's just like, you know, something for, 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 for the future. And, and at that time, um, I was wearing makeup to cover my vitiligo. And I depended on my makeup. So I knew that, you know, it's not something I wanted to do right now. But I, I hoped that one day that I could really accept it for what it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, a, a couple of years later, when I finally, you know, got over using makeup, um, I was able to then launch my platform. and you know, meet up with a photographer as a good friend who said, let's take some photos of you. And then, wow, it just, it just exploded from there, really. That's really interesting. So I, ju- I just want to take a step back. Um, so did you wear makeup from the age of like 15 when you were diagnosed? And, and what, um, how did you overcome the, actually, I'm going to embrace uh, my condition? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess when I, when I was 15, um, various doctors saying that you know there's no cure uh, there's loads of different methods of treatment I, I did take uh, but it was not successful like light therapy or like my dad going to India to get some tablets I went to Germany to go to have some like homeopathic sort of stuff and so when all that was unsuccessful they also said look there's an alternative uh, the British Red Cross who work closely with our local GP they, they have like a makeup session for people with battle scars and, and conditions like yours so you know I took I took them up on that straight away and um, especially because my confidence was so low at the time and that was really the moment that I started using makeup every day uh, I used it solely to be able to get out of bed in the morning and keep my head up you know rather than be really afraid of what other people thought of me yeah and that's something that we don't really talk about a lot and I think especially men don't talk about a lot is that feeling of being so vulnerable in their condition um do you want to share a little bit more about that yeah absolutely um I was very vulnerable uh, in, my, in my position uh, I'd say I'd say mentally um it's a dark part it's a dark time it, it honestly right now it's a time that I, I, I put in the back of my head because it's not it's not something that to me at the time, no one could relate to. It's so easy to say to someone when they're young, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. But when you're at that age, you really do care what other people think. Well, well I did, and I don't know why, I, I just did. And I, I guess the media played a massive part in that because of what you see on TV and the perfection you see there, but then the imperfection I looked in, you know, in, into the mirror with. Um, so it was a really dark time. But, you know, with my confidence being low, I kind of expected everything. 
going swimming to wanting to go on holiday. Like they're extreme things that I didn't even discuss openly. They're just thoughts that I had. But we all know when you have dark thoughts, they don't just go in and go out. They linger and then they expand. So going to like, I use makeup, if you like, it, it was the, it was the, the answer for me at the time to be able to, to sort of like twist that around and be okay with it. And um, don't get me wrong, like I just always knew it was still there. You know, when I, when I wiped it away at night, it would, I'd always get reminded of of what I have and how disgusting it was, if you like, you know, and you know, the, 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 the realism that this isn't going away. Oh my god, it's only getting bigger. Oh, oh my god, what's that? Another new patch. Oh, like the anxiety that that brought was horrible. At yeah, the time. <laughs> yeah, at the time, and I mean, I. I completely relate with what you're saying because with psoriasis I went through the same thing of I would cover it in makeup which looking back was ridiculous because it didn't cover it at all it just made it even more obvious but I, I totally get that um do you remember the first time you went out without the makeup on well there have been small times that uh, I not wore makeup I think with odd times if they if when those times occurred uh, it was either that I rubbed my eye and it rubbed off, or I was seeing that my best mate, you know, the people to see me for, for what it was. Um, but the, the, I mean, the, the real game changer for me of when you know, going out without makeup actually happened and, and changed my life, uh, which is literally a statement I'd say it completely changed my life, was when I was staying at a friend's house in, in London and I, I was on placement here um, at the same company I'm at now. And um, I brought my normal daily routine, had a shower, was getting ready, reaching for my bag. My makeup wasn't there. And I, I swear to you, I was like, what the hell? Like, if I could swear right now, I would. But that was what was going through my head. Like, I, I was like having a mini panic attack about what, what do I do? And I remember sitting on my friend's bed thinking, just thinking about, do I go in? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm so big on making big impressions, like, especially at this place. You know, um, and each day counts, especially when you're on placement. You want to impress everyone, right? Uh, so I was going through all these thoughts, and my friend, you know, said some really positive words to me. But it's again, it's your own self journey that you have to go in. So it's, it's. It, I always say it's all well and good people saying it uh, if they don't have it, and, and that's so not nice to say in a sentence. But I, I can't. It's just the honesty that's there. And um, uh, so really reflecting at that moment in time and battling with my head, I was like, in my sense, I say. I had no had no choice but to go in. So like, to, to, to even like picture the scene, I'm walking through London, my head is physically down and I'm looking up just to just like see the pavement to make sure I'm going right. I am so conscious that people are looking at uh, looking at me that my eye, I know my eyes are like watery, like I just was not I was so uncomfortable. Uh, and you know, when when I got into work, uh, you know, people thought, you know, people looked at me, people people asked questions it wasn't as bad as what I thought and that was like a light bulb moment because this is a mass mass amount of people looking at me here and, and people are very supportive and and that's when like a light bulb moment went off but I don't want to say it was like a switch where I was like yeah and then like you know that was it like all the anxiety went away it's a process it's a journey but the moment I had that acceptance I started to accept myself moment yeah I when people say to me it's like a switch I'm like no it's not like a switch it's like a dimmer switch and you just every so often you turn it and it gets brighter and brighter and brighter but you don't go full beam 
quickly. I think that's a great story. And I kind of love that um, you could have so easily phoned in sick that day and the fact that you didn't was just awesome. Imagine, you know what, you always think, we've all got it, right? We all have those moments in life where you think, what if I did this choice instead of that? Because I I could still say to you right now, I might not be sitting in front of you right now because I could still be wearing my makeup, getting about in, in my day. But then the platform would be what it was, nothing would be there. The life, my life would be different. Yeah. That's what's insane. And I mean, your platform's pretty big. You were recently featured on the iWay platform, um, which is insane. Like, you don't just have a, a small platform. You are a huge, like, international role model. Like, how how did you feel when you saw that uh, Jamil Jamal's account was like, hey, the Vitiligo man? Uh, honestly, um, I've been a massive supporter of iWay since I first, you know, got tired of them and I always tag them, you know, use their hashtags, purely because I love it, I love what they share, because it's not just, obviously, it's not like just niche, like visible differences, like, it's about, you know, how you look, it's about the, the industries, it's about everything, and I love it, because it's like the unspoken words that are finally getting spoken, um, so when they, you know, when they did post, you know, post me, I, I swear to you, I had the fattest smile on my face, and I was in shock, I think I ran up and down the stairs because I was I was really excited about it because it's like oh my god it's it's nice to be able to to, to, to work towards certain things. I know we shouldn't go and, and, and get mixed up with that recognition in the wrong way through social media, but for me it's like it's good to be it's good to have that sort of outlay purely because I can then help other people. I can then you know support other people or, or hear stories, reply to people. It's it's really good in that way. Um, so yeah, mega moment really fresh still <laughs> yeah i was buzzing for you i remember seeing it because i i'm a huge fan of the account as well and i was just like yes this is amazing like i love seeing other people in the community doing well and i think for me that's why i wanted to do this podcast and what i love about the community is we all share each other's highs and we also can relate with the lows and, and be there for each other i think, I think you've summed up really well there i think that this is the community that we have, it, it, it's weird because to, to, to new people, again, who like, who may message, who, who don't follow iWay, you know, I've, I've had plenty of people from around the world who don't know about the support and the, 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 the open arms they have to then say, when I say to them, there's so many people out there like ourselves and like you, like all here, we all support each other, check this account out, check that account out, check this account out. And they get taken back because they're like, oh my God, I had no idea that all this existed. And I'm like, look, we're all in it together. You know, and like you said, we all go through each other's lows together. So you don't feel like you're alone. And that's so important, especially with, you know, with going through all the differences that people have. So true. It's, it's one of my favourite things. And it's one of the things that I, when I joined the community, I loved that I would reach out to people and get a response. And, and just having someone saying, hey, I've been through that too, and it's really rubbish, but it will get better, was just like, I'm not alone. It was nice. Yeah, absolutely, and I totally agree. It's a, it's a lovely feeling. Do you think um, models like Winnie Harlow have kind of brought Vitiligo into the light a little bit more? Um, that's another really good question. Um, I would say... Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely, 100%, I think they have. I think, when I go back to when I was younger, 
I never had anyone to look up to. Uh, and maybe that, that was because that was the internet at that time, or things weren't spoken spoke about as openly as they are today. Um, but when I saw, you know, Winnie Harlow have it, and then when my friends and family would say to me, you know, oh my God, is that, have you got what the, what the model's got? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's exactly what I've got. It really did bring a focus, focus down on it. Um, and I think that's, it's, it's really good because she rocks it. Like she's an absolute positive role model for it. Uh, and she just brings light, light to her. Like she, she literally like echoing light every time you see her. And I don't know, it, it's warming to see it's to see that there's there's someone like that who's a role model to many people who just accept who they are. Again, it, it cuts into you know why the past has changed since the, the, the like today's present time. How we are now getting more open as a community and accepting people who are different. Absolutely. What's the biggest misconception with vitiligo? Um, so the one that I've experienced uh, is that you can patch it. Now you can't patch vitiligo. So that means that if I touch it and touch you or touch anyone or whatever like that, they they they, they need to patch it like that. Like it's a disease in, in that sense. You really? Yeah, yeah. It's really weird because we, uh, I've had it. I've, when I when I worked uh, in uh, I worked in Apple when I was a student in in, in Manchester, and people most people are nice. Don't get me wrong. You've got the other people who would literally stare at you and be, be scared to approach you, and then they'd ask you. I'm sometimes I'm amazed that people just go open and say things, but that that's that's people, right? So uh, yeah, you, you have those sort of things, and it's obviously not nice to hear. But you, I mean, tell me if you can relate to certain things. You don't hear nice things, and you, you hear things like that misconceptions, right? Now I sort of build a resilience, like a wall to it. So it just bounces off. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let, let, let me educate you about what this actually is and how it actually works. Yeah, I think education is so key in those times of knowing that it's either coming a place uh, of ignorance or a place of non-education. And I feel that when I'm in those situations, it's my job to educate someone instead of just like get mad at them. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly that. But it's interesting, like, with that, did you ever have, like, a, a period where, at the start, you'd get, like, at, when, to, to relate, at the start, I'd get really upset and angry, at, like, why are they asked me this? But then, when you, over that time, you sort of build it to them, you're like, well, I'm thinking this the wrong way, let's be better than them, let's use that as a chance to, exactly, like, educate and help absolutely the journey I went on you know when people used to start asking me about my skin I'd be like how like who do they think they are how dare they I'd never ask someone that and then over time I was like nah this is an education thing you've just got to treat people as if they're uh you know uneducated on the topic which so many are because to be honest with you I had until I was diagnosed I didn't know what psoriasis was I didn't know about vitiligo I didn't really know about the visible differences community because we're not spoken about that and it's not really or when I was growing up it wasn't really represented in the media yeah yeah absolutely so that, that, that's, what, that's what's amazing that transformation that is still taking place uh, and I really uh, I really look forward to seeing what happens next year. I look forward to seeing what happens in the next five years because I think there's so many things happening now. So it's, it is an exciting time to be a part of. Absolutely. Um, do you get any unsolicited advice? And if so, how do you deal with it? When you say unsolicited, what do you mean? Like, uh, does anyone drop into your DMs and tell you that their cream can cure your condition? Oh, yeah. God, so people comment. They comment on, on things I do, and I'm like, "What? Well, I don't. What? 
leap. Like it's like yeah. a, it's like a pre-made leap. Um, yeah, I think I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's, it must be the same person, Doctor Blah Blah Blah. God knows where. Do it for a, a hundred bucks, and I'm like, hey, like, yeah, yeah you do. And I don't buy it. I don't believe it. Um, and but even even if it was there, I'm not gonna lie to you, it would, I wouldn't use it. I'm happy with who I am now, uh, and that's a big thing. And that's that's what really piece that I want to echo. Um, but weirdly, if you if you had asked me when I was 15, 16 years old, and I saw someone do that, it you know, or, or email me saying I've got a cure, I would have grabbed their right hand for it. Absolutely. It, 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 you do crazy things when you when you feel certain when you feel certain way before really low. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I was speaking to Stephanie from Sea Psoriasis the other day, and um, we were talking about how we um both recently found out that someone was using our pictures to sell a cure uh, on their Instagram, and they'd actually blocked both of us so that we couldn't access the account. Oh, no yeah way. yeah and and we were saying that when we were younger and first diagnosed we would have been like oh well these these girls are using it and you know so it must be true and, and stuff and yeah um and it's we've, we've still got a wee bit of a battle yeah oh my god did you did you report it like how, how did, has instagram taken the account down or well i don't know because i'm blocked so i can't let's, let's, I'm like, let's search the person that is bang out of order that is so wrong I know I will message you and we can we can do something because yeah exactly it's 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 what is wrong with our community and it's such a minor part and I don't want that to be what we're known for. No absolutely and you know again because you don't want people to misconceive how you are as a person against this this fake account that you know. Absolutely it makes me out to be a hypocrite because I'm all like love yourself and then it's like but really <laughs> I know it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what do you wish you'd known when you were first diagnosed that you know now? What do I wish I would know? What do I wish I know? Um, I, I wish I knew that people, that, you know, I guess ninety nine point nine percent of people are really accepting of, of who you are. Um, like it, it isn't as bad as you know what I think. Um. I, I wish you knew about you know the community that of people that do also have it. So you, you know you, you aren't alone. Um, yeah, like, I, I'd say that I, that, that's basically like the, the main focus of it. Uh, I, I just say that because it it's something that you know I see it as a gap in the past. I see it as like something that I never had, especially with someone to look up to. But now, like you and I and, and many others, we have that chance to help the, the, the younger people who are going through it and really, really help them embrace who they are rather than really question it. And I, I say it because of what we see on the TV, the media still, Love Island, you know, all, all things of that. Like, I know it's a, a great show. I don't watch it personally, but I've got friends who do. But, I, you know, I don't believe in the, the ethical reasons behind it uh, just because of young minds. And young minds are our future. When you teach young minds the wrong thing, what are they going to do in the future? Uh, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, Shankar, for those who don't follow you already, where can they find you on the internet? So, my main account is Instagram, which is at the Vitiligo Man. Good luck with the spelling. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, at the Ligo Man on Instagram. If not, I do start Twitter. Um, yeah, feel free to give, give, give us a follow there. You know, I need to like start 
spicing up a little bit more uh, and soon hopefully YouTube as well, which um, I want to sort of launch later on in the year once I can get some more content and videos ready. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, dudes.